Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I am happy to have as my guest, Robert Indries. And let me tell you about Robert. So Robert Indries was born into a modest family in a very small town in Transylvania, Romania. He spent the first part of his life on farms, caring for livestock and working hard, working the land. I'm sure he was working hard too. <laughs> when he was young, his family told him, if you want to learn, you can learn in any school. I think that's the preschool version of you can achieve anything you want to achieve, no matter where you are right now. And that's exactly what Robert continues to do and believe. Traveling gave him an ideal vantage point to observe common mistakes and successes in businesses on a world scale. This mindset has helped him to build an empire of eight businesses generating seven figures regularly to travel over 100,000 miles, visiting 17 countries, speaking in front of thousands of people in three different languages, and to maintain a loving relationship with his gift from God, Diana and our close, his close family and friends. So throughout the years, he's also generated over 500 million in business value for his clients, delivered over 200 projects for clients in 19 different sectors, consulted over a hundred, I'm sorry, a thousand businesses, professionals to achieve two times 10xing their levels of effectiveness and creating athlete level health and amazing marriage in between. Our theme today is going to be how to double your business in 12 months. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Robert Indries. Wow, Robert. <laughs> awesome job. <laughs> Thank you. So, so uh, you don't really have any spare time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. but, no, I mean, we, we use all the time we can consciously, you know, I mean, why, awesome. why waste it? If you can use it, let's use it. And, and that's really good advice. Um, delegate the things that don't generate. Okay. I always um, ask a simple question. I know where you were born, but where do you live now? Where do you call home? So I, I was traveling for around 15 years now um, and I've been in many countries in the first part of my travels I lived a lot in and around the U.S. Um, spent a lot of time in Mexico as well because we were living the uh, how people call it the laptop lifestyle so uh, <laughs> I loved working from Acapulco loved working from Cancun you know it was just great you, know, you could just whip out your laptop you just need an internet connection you know and you, yeah. you can make as much money as you want in the most beautiful places on the planet really enjoyed that um then around six years ago i moved to the uk where um my wife had employment at the time she was working in the nhs the national health system mm -hmm. in the uk so she couldn't move i could live anywhere so at the end of the day i just moved to her and uh we spent around six years there. Um, and then at one point, we said that uh, it makes no sense for us to live in the UK. Uh, we had multiple reasons why living in another place would be more beneficial for us. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the main ones was taxes. So in my income bracket, um, it's very similar to many states in the US where you have 45% income tax. So yeah. 
um, I want to give myself a million dollars a year. I have to give half of that to the great British government. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like, you're not using yeah. this money effectively. I'd rather not, you know, and I know <laughs> they're not using it effectively because I have insights <laughs> from, you know, people in government telling yes. me, you know, how they're frivolously spending taxpayers' money. Mm. So I didn't want to be part of the scheme. Um, if they would run their country effectively, I would have no problem with that, but they're not. And mm -hmm. so I said, no, I don't, I don't want to partake in that. And so, um, the, the NHS, you know, collects billions and billions of dollars every single year, yet they're billions in debt, every, yeah. more debt every year, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. how, how can you manage yourself so poorly? It's crazy. And, mm -hmm. uh, we know from Diana why it's, it's, I don't want to go into the details, right, but right. so many people that are clocking in eight hours sending three emails, I kid you not, real stories. And you cannot fire them because, you know, they have so many mm -hmm. rights that you can yeah. almost never fire them. Because if you're saying, hey, you're not working, like, what do you mean? I sent three emails yesterday. <laughs> like, yes, well, I should have paid you $2 to send those yes, three emails. That's exactly you know, not, right. You know, not $100 or however much <laughs> I'm paying. So, um that's that's the reality of the UK right now. Hopefully, they will change it. I don't want to speak to the future, but right now, that is the reality. And so we said we'd rather go because with half a million dollars, I can build my own clinic and get healthcare whenever I want to get healthcare. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like I don't need to give it to someone else that then squanders it, you know, on ineffective employees and management principles and so on. So basically, um, we left around i mean we started investing in other countries we did some due diligence to see you know we wanted to find tax havens in europe because we don't they want to go to a random island in the middle of nowhere uh, right. we wanted to still Poor be in internet. europe yeah 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 <laughs> and also like if anything happens you're lost i mean no one's going to fly out you know just to save mm. your little butt you know it's like okay mm. if um if you're in a more you know let's say um in a safer place, you know, like we're in the middle of a continent here. Nothing happens here. There are no earthquakes, no floods, no hurricanes, no nothing. Like nothing happens. Nothing ever happened here, right? And, and you have enough money, you can get to a beach. No, exactly. Matter what. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. We have mountains, <laughs> beaches. We have seaside. We have everything. You know, just hours nice. away. You know, one mm -hmm. two hours away, and it's fine. Nice. So um, we live. We still live in Europe, and um, I don't know if. We will move from here because some of our colleagues asked or friends, you know, okay, is this where you're going to live, you know, from now on as a, as in like forever? Like, I don't know how you guys think, but there is no such thing. No, I, mean, I was going to say. If the next five years here are great and then in year six, we want to move, we're going to move, right? Yeah, if, yeah. if we want to spend 20 years in the city, we're going to spend 20 years here, right? Or whatever, right? It's, there is mm -hmm. no time frame for it. Right yeah. now, this is the best option for us based on all of the data that we've analyzed. And so that's where we are. So where is that though? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's in a little city called Oradia. It's um, three hours away from Budapest. It's right on the ah. border between Romania and Oradia and uh, Hungary, between Romania and Hungary. Ah. There's a city, it's called uh, Oradia. And it's the greenest city. It's, it has won the greenest city, I think, like three years in a row. Nice. All of the area of Europe, all of this area of Europe is the most um, progressive city in the entire country. It attracts, attracts the most investment from the entire wow. country per populace, per point of populace. It's beautiful. You can literally go from one end to the other of the city just in parks. You can just walk it in parks, right? Nice. Um, they're they're amazing they're just building so much here right it's it's, it's very cool um and again if it will turn into you know a a, a manhattan right then we're just gonna move because <laughs> we don't want to yeah that's manhattan. right i was gonna say yeah. as long as the building doesn't take away all those parks that's yes yes exactly yeah, that oh, they... was one of the things i liked about savannah was that they built that city with mm -hmm. the mind mindset of the parks were so important yeah. So we have um, very clear rules. Whenever someone builds, if I remember correctly, uh, at least 20% of whatever you build has to be a park. Um, uh -huh. And that's how that's they maintain great. it. Legally, you, you are not allowed legally to build anything. Like if you want to build a big um, building, you need to build so much park around it based on how much building you built, uh -huh. right? 
And so you need to build a huge park around it and it has to have parking spaces and it has to have, you know, amenities and everything. So it's cool the way they did it. That's, that's great. Yeah. I wish all city planners thought that way. Yes. Well, um, sadly not. lucky to be here now and then hopefully other, hopefully they will shine light, you know, and other yeah. cities will take, uh, take uh, example. Yeah. That sounds awesome. All right. So let's get down to this. How can we double our business in 12 months? So I have a lot of um, questions that are, are how can. So if you are looking to improve your business, what should you do in terms of your marketing operations? So how to double your business in 12 months is, yes, about marketing as well, but it tackles every side of the business. You cannot mm -hmm. just have a um, one-sided approach to it. You need to have a very holistic approach. Um, you need to tackle marketing, you need to tackle sales, you need to tackle delight, customer delight, you need to tackle um, operations, delivery, right? Recruitment. If you imagine your business is double your size, you need to recruit A players because if mm -hmm. you don't recruit A players, they're going to drop the ball and you're going to lose the revenue yeah. and so on and so forth, right? right? So um, I typically present this topic on in live seminars that take three hours. So um, I'm going to <laughs> try to condense it into 30 minutes and just going to say that. Well, just we'll that. just have to have you back three more times. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, oh, we'll do, you know, what those guys do in the um, when they make series, like they have an, a great episode and at the end they leave you with something. Hanging, That's exactly you know? right. They show up next. Um, <laughs> Definitely do that. Yeah. Um, but no, so we'll, I'll try to give everyone a brief rundown of, of what, how they need to think. Because if they get how they need to think, they, they can start implementing. And obviously, mm -hmm. if you get requests from, from listeners saying, hey, I want more detail on this or on this or whatever, I can hop in another call, right? Um, of course, or anyone that has any questions, they can just email me. I'm sure my email will be in the show notes. Right. Mm -hmm. If if they Google my name, I'll be in the first three pages of Google so they can easily find me. No problem. Perfect. Okay. So um, to get into it, I would like to start off with uh, the most important part, I think, of the of this entire concept. And that is the concept that um, eighty percent of your results will come from your mindset of mm. that right your psychology and not the mechanics right i can teach you the mechanics as well but let's first agree let's just take two minutes to agree on the mindset that you need to have in order to make this happen and i'm just going to give one very brief um let's say metaphor on how this works and that is the comparison between victims and victors oh, yeah. so you will not be able to double your business in 12 months if you have a victim mentality or mm -hmm. you might lock out, right? And then if you lock out, you'll lose the money eventually. But let's say if you do this correctly as a victor, then you will keep the money and you can take it from there, use the momentum to then triple, quadruple, and so on and so forth. We've had years when our portfolio would grow 481% was our best year, which is almost wow. a 5X. So any $1 that I would put into the business in a year, I would make 5x, $5 mm. next year on that same dollar spent. So investing into my own businesses was was literally the best way in which I would invest my capital. And it literally grew to tens of millions since. So we're in a place where I really want to nail down the difference between victims and victors. You know victims in your life you know who they are you know victors mm -hmm. in your life you mm -hmm. tend to gravitate towards them appreciate them respect them and so on however we have our own blind side like we you don't see you know my blind spot doesn't see my issues so let me tell you something or a few things actually a victim points fingers right is the economy is the government it's you know the pandemic it's my colleagues it's my clients it's whatever i points fingers right? A victor takes responsibility. My clients are, you know, bad people. I need to get good clients, better clients, right? Mm -hmm. My employees are not productive. I either need to teach them how to be productive or get other employees, right? 
my government isn't helping me, I'll change operations to another country, right? Or I'll find a different way to operate so that my government does not impede my workflow, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? You will not find solutions. You will not go to the next level as a victim, which actually takes me to my next point on this metaphor. A victim finds excuses, whereas a victor finds solutions, mm. right? If you're finding excuses at any point in time, if you say, why didn't we hit our three-month goals? And if a list of excuses comes, you're a victim. I'm sorry to be the bearer of harsh news. You're a victim if you find excuses for why you're not achieving your goals. A victim finds, a victim finds excuses, a victim finds solutions. A victim lacks resources. They say, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, I don't have the people. A victor is resourceful. Right? They make the resources happen. With whatever they have, they make more. That's the point of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. make something from where there is not. Right, That is the entire point of entrepreneurship. Right, And so on and so forth. You, I can tell you a victim is always busy. A victor moves the needle. Right, like So as you were talking a little bit earlier, right, we don't spend on ta- our time frivolously, just like we don't spend our money frivolously. Right. If we have two hours right now with my wife, we always ask, okay, are we going to chill? Like do nothing, like consciously do nothing, like just mm-hmm. enjoy our yeah. time. Or are we going to go for a walk? Are we going to work out? Are we going to plan something? Are we going to use this extra time to work? What are we going to do? Consciously, let's decide, right? Mm-hmm. It might be sleeping because we're tired, right? It might consciously be, okay, let's take a two-hour nap right now because that's what we need right now, Okay. And so on and so forth. But but we've moved the needle on whatever area of the life we actually wanted to move the needle on. Whether it was our relationship, just chilling, discussing, spending time mm-hmm. together, discussing what happened last week, what happened today, what's going to happen tomorrow, right? We move the needle on our health, we move the needle on our business, whatever, right? Always busy. If you're always busy, you're probably a victim. Because a victor is never busy. A victor is always consciously working towards their goal. They're not busy. They're just working towards their goal. That's it. Okay. And so on and so forth. So those are some, I, again, I can't go into all of the mindset, but this is the gist of it. This is the most yeah. important part of it. If you at any point in this time, catch yourself being a victim, ask yourself, how can I transfer my thought process and my actions to a victor's actions and thought process, right? And then do that switch. Every time you catch yourself, it's like practice and keep doing that. If it's difficult, guess what? This is what hard feels like. <laughs> Write it down for yourself. This is what hard feels like. And look at it every single day. Because if you thought entrepreneurship and becoming a multimillionaire, decamillionaire is easy, think again. It's hard. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't want to do hard things, just get a job and then you know call it a day. Be happy not doing hard things, right? If you want to make decamillions, get used to doing hard things. Because yeah. it's not going to happen in other way. Okay, in most cases, most cases. Again, I don't want to generalize, but most people aren't born rich, and so statistically speaking, if you want to become rich, you'll have to do things that are outside of your comfort zone, which means yeah. you'll have to do hard things for you, whatever hard is for you. So that's it. Um, that's the mindset. So now let's go into thinking about business. Mm-hmm. Many people have the false belief belief that their business is unique because they have this false belief they end up not implementing strategies that are proven to work in business they don't implement it or they half-heartedly implement it and then it doesn't work the first time they implement it woohoo like it's like the first time you do anything works (laughs) exactly and then they quit giving themselves the excuse that my business is different Right, for my yeah. business, it doesn't work. This is a part like now we're transitioning from mindset, wholly personal mindset to business, right? And we, we start doing that by having a business shift in mindset. So if you like, look at the 1956 Beetle, Volkswagen Beetle, mm-hmm. and you look at the 1955, 1956 Porsche, uh, the uh, very beautiful, iconic Porsche, right? And the very beautiful, iconic Beetle. The Beetle was selling for like $2,000, right? Which back then was a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. And then the Porsche was selling for $8,000. Yeah. 
right? So one was four times more expensive than the other, which is, if you look at today's money, it's pretty much the same. You can get a Volkswagen for like $30,000, right? The brand new Volkswagen. And you can get a brand new Porsche for like 120 grand, right? So it's basically the same proportion. But let me tell you something about that. The chassis of these cars was identical. Yeah. The underlying chassis of these two, just Google the pictures of the 1956 Beetle and look at the wheels and then Google the 1955 Porsche and look at the wheels. You'll see even the wheels are almost the same. So you, the chassis underlying is the same. Let me tell you something else. Last year we were in DTM, uh, which is, you know, uh, Deutsche Turbo Motorsport or whatever it's, it's comes from. Uh, we were at Red Bull Racing. Um, we were in Team Lamborghini. We we're part of the team there. And it was a very, very cool event. Um, it, we really enjoyed it. At the same time, something I want to tell people is maybe they don't know, but a very large part of Lamborghini are Audi components. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say what percentage because I don't want to, you know, but very large part. Over 50%, over half of every Lamborghini is actually an Audi. If you buy an Audi, you're getting almost the same equipment as you're getting a 4X price Lamborghini. Okay, mm-hmm. just so you know, just so, just so we're clear on that, right? So just like that, every business foundation is exactly the same. The structure of the business is always exactly, exactly the same. And I will tell you the structure of the business. Listen very closely, take notes. If you don't have a pen and paper or a notepad open, open it now because this <laughs> is what you need to write down. So number one, these are the KPIs that every single business has. I do not care what you do. I don't I don't care if you're recycling. I don't care if you sell shoes. I don't care if you're in the business of engineering. I don't care what your business is about. Or even if you are in a nonprofit, this is the same structure. Number one, First KPI is number of contacts. Who are you reaching out to? How many of them? Are you reaching out to 100 people a month, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000? How many contacts are you reaching out to? That's number one, contacts. Number two, the second one is uh, conversion rate. This is a percentage, right? How many of those contacts that you reach through ads, through SEO, through outreach, through whatever it is you're reaching, convert to pay you any amount of money, right? There's number of contacts, conversion rate. Number three is number of clients. How many clients you have, right? New clients, old clients, recurring clients, so. Number four is transaction value. Does the average client pay you $20, $2,000, $20,000, $100,000? No, okay. If you're saying in your mind, let's say you do services. If you're saying in your mind, like, uh, Robert, that's not wrong. Some clients pay us other clients pay us $50,000. This doesn't work for us. Victim, victim, victim. That's the only thing I can tell you. Victim, if you don't have the basic mathematical principle to take your number of clients and divide that by, you know, or sorry, take the number of money you made and divide that by the number of clients so you get an average, I'm sorry, you probably shouldn't be in business, right? (laughs) If that's, is that the level of math you cannot hit? I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. you should not be in business. That's the honest truth, right? How much money did you make last year? A million dollars. How many clients did you have? A thousand clients. That's $1,000 average client value. Easy. A lesson in math for free from me, right? This is not being (laughs) arrogant. This is me waking anyone up on the call that believes that they are different from the rule. It's the same rule. Average transaction value. Number of clients times average transaction value, okay? Then after that comes the fifth KPI, which is the number of transactions, right? So how many times people buy from you? If you're in shoes, if you sell shoes, you'll have a transaction maybe every month, every other month. If you're in real estate, for one client, you have a transaction every 10 years maybe. They buy a house, they love it, they stay in it for 10 years. In 10 years, they're going to buy again from you, right? And so on and so forth. So it depends on every industry. Mm -hmm. Then the next KPI is revenue, right? After you have contacts, conversion rate, clients, value of each transaction, number of transactions, you have revenue, right? So how much revenue do you make? All of these are per time frame, by, mm-hmm. by the way. Everything we measure 
you cannot measure things if you don't have a time frame. Am I measuring it for the last week, last month, last quarter, last year, last 10 years, or all time? But basically, everything should have a time frame. After that is profit margin. This is a, a, um, a percentage, right? So how much money did you make last year? You made a million dollars. How much money did you keep after all costs, after all salaries, after everything? If you kept 100 grand, that means you had a 10% margin, right? 10% margin, that's okay, whatever it is, depending on your industry. I have some businesses that have a 20% margin, other businesses that have a 50% margin, right? It depends on the business. And then the final thing that you care about as a business owner is net profit. This is a number amount. This is a dollar amount, right? Or a pound or euro or whatever, wherever your business is, right? But this is a value amount. So your business functions in the same structure, like everyone else's business. You are not different. You have the exact same structure, the exact same chassis of a business. These are the only KPIs that matter. The only ones. Any other KPI helps these ones, right? Mm -hmm. I kid you not. Any other KPI you want to measure just helps these. These are the ones you should tackle, you should focus on every single month, every week if you want to, right? But every month to make sure these grow, okay? Let's look at just one example so that it's clear for everyone, right? On the right of all of these KPIs, you can say number of contacts, 1,000. Let's say in a month, you reach out to 1,000 people. Let's say your conversion rate is 10%. That means from those 1,000, you have 100 clients. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's say your average transaction value is $1,000. Let's say the average time someone buys from you in a month, right? It's twice, right? Okay. Just to have some numbers so you see the mm -hmm. math, how it works. That means the revenue you made last month is $200,000. Okay. If this is closer to your yearly revenue, then just say, okay, this is the yearly numbers that I have, right? And so on. So whatever you can resonate with. If you have, and then if your profit margin is 10%, your take home cash that you actually keep at the end of the day for your work as the entrepreneur is 20 grand, right? So that's mm -hmm. it. That's very mm -hmm. simple. That's the chassis of everyone. Okay. Now, one of the most important things after you know the structure. So the structure is after the mindset, the structure is the second most important thing you're ever going to mm -hmm. get out of this call. The third most important thing you're going to get is to notice that three of these KPIs, you cannot directly impact. You just can't. Cannot directly impact those three KPIs. And again, typically when I'm on the stage and I'm talking to, you know, a thousand entrepreneurs listening, I make them figure it out. Obviously, today I don't have time. <laughs> You'll have to use some your brain power and creativity some other time. But for <laughs> for this specific uh, uh, podcast, I'm going to tell you that when someone comes to me, like I have eight businesses. One of them is a marketing company, right? So some people come to my marketing agency and tell me, I want more clients. I say, I can't get you more clients. I'm sorry. Right, right. Like, what, what do you mean? Isn't that what you do? No. What I do is I can help you reach more people I can help you increase your conversion rate. And if I do these two things, then by default, you'll get more clients. Mm -hmm. I cannot get you more clients. And they say, isn't that the same thing? No. If you believe it's the same thing, you don't understand maths, right? Mm -hmm. You cannot go now, get me a client directly without talking to anyone and without yeah. having a conversion rate. <laughs> you will see you cannot get clients directly. If you focus on getting clients, your focus is in fiction because you cannot measure fiction. <laughs> you can only measure reality. And reality is how many people did I reach out to and what's my conversion rate? Because if mm. I reach out to 10,000 people and my conversion is, rate is 0.000 nothing percent, obviously I have a problem with either the conversion rate, so I need to increase my conversion rate somehow, or my target audience, right? That's it. It's, that's, the, that's the reality. But if I measure what matters, then I can impact the result, which is the result is client. So if I reach out to 10,000 people, not even one of them becomes a client, I have a very significant problem. So yeah. conversion rate is what? Message. And then the, um, the 
people not not re reaching out to the correct uh, people that's target audience right you're not reaching out to the right target audience so if you're mm -hmm. doing that that means your target audience you set up on the ad network whether it's facebook twitter google whatever is not the right one right if you're running email that means that whomever you're emailing isn't the right decision maker or it's not the right time or whatever right and if mm -hmm. it's seo the content you're writing isn't attracting attracting buyer intent you're writing content that you know is attracting attracting people that are just doing research or are students and are looking to write a, a phd or master's degree essay or whatever right which is a lot of them by the way it's so much traffic is just from students just doing research on stuff um from that, if you measure these correctly, you will see conversion rate, obviously. What email are you sending them? What's the copy, like the creative, like the ad? Mm -hmm. What's the landing page look like? And so on and so forth. So focus on KPIs that matter. And then you will see number of clients will naturally grow. Okay? And we do this for people because people either don't have the time to do it or they don't know how to do it or both, right? In either of those cases, either of those three cases, we help them do that, right? And mm -hmm. by the way, we as in one of my businesses, but that's... That's something that we do, but you can find so many good SEO people, so many good uh, um, uh, outreach people, right? From our outreach company, by the way, we're industry leaders in everything that has to do with B2B outreach. We've coached personally 300, over 300 of our direct competitors because we don't believe in competition. We believe that we can all do better. And if I coach you to be better, you will take the baton from where I left it and you'll do something even better. And then yeah. I can learn from you and then I can That's do right. better. At the mm. end, at the end, our clients will benefit most from everyone exactly. evolving. Right? And that goes to, to the delight that you talked about earlier. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. So now let's talk about another two KPIs that you can, or, or something else that people come to us about. They say, I'm at 1 million right now. I want you to get me to 3 million. Right, I want three million in revenue. I tell people I can't get you revenue. I'm sorry. Same conversation. I can't get yeah. you revenue. Revenue is is an aftermath. It's something you get. Like let's say we got to the number of clients already we discussed. Okay, after mm -hmm. number of clients, remember there are two more KPIs that you need to measure. Number one is average transaction value. Mm -hmm. So whether you're making a thousand dollars a transaction or $1,200 of tra on your transaction matters. It matters because you might say it's just another $200, but that's 20% of your mm -hmm. business. If mm -hmm. every other number stays the same and you just increase one of these by 20%, your entire business can almost double, yes. yeah. right? Be be because it's, it's literally 20% increase here, 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 and then boom, you, you have such a huge growth in the business, right? So if I ask anyone, do you want to make 20% more money this year? Hell yes. Like, That's the $200 I'm talking about, right? That's it, right? So for every single transaction, look at your transactions and say, how can I make more per transaction? Whether that's selling more, whether that's whatever, right? But how do I do more? Don't just think of increasing my prices. Many gurus just say, hey, you should increase your prices. You're charging too little. BS, excuse my French. That's such BS. I've, I've never heard stupid things in my life because, because many people are horrible at what they do. Many mm. people should build your website because the website is so crappy. You shouldn't even have made it to begin with, right? And so if that person starts charging $1,000 to make the same crappy website, you're just $1,000 down the drain for a crappy website, <laughs> right? Might as well pay $100 for someone. You still get the same crappy website. Right. Yeah. So we sometimes make websites for $25,000 and people are shocked. I'm like, Robert, why would I pay you $25,000? It's because I, you're not paying me for a website. Excuse me. You're paying me to make an extra $2 million this year. And mm -hmm. if you're not willing to spend 200 grand to make 2 million, I'm sorry, we're not a good fit because you don't want to spend, you know, in order to have that. Right. And they understand, guess what? Smart people do the math and they say, oh, okay. I spent 200 grand. I make 2 million. And they say, well, what's the guarantee? You know, go back to ch childhood, go back to when you were two and you had guaranteed tits. You know, you had guaranteed your mom would feed you every single day. No problem. You had guaranteed. After that was you the became, last time. <laughs> that was the last time you had anything guaranteed. Oh, that after that, nothing, nothing, nothing else, was guaranteed yeah, after that. That nothing, is true. <laughs> right. 
So when you're, you had motherly love, when you're one year old, you had guarantee of love. You had it, you, it was there. You were born into love. You couldn't have survived otherwise. Now, for some reason, you're 30 something or 40 or 50 or 60, and you still believe there should be guarantees in the world. I'm sorry, your mom was great. My mom was great. All of our mothers were great, but the real world does not have guarantees. So yeah, the only the, other guarantee you have is the last one. <laughs> oh yes, the last and taxes. You know, you have the, the someone told us, you know, there are only two guarantees in life, you know, taxes the and death and tax. Know, exactly. <laughs> so that's it. But but basically, so that's the main point here. There's no guarantee, but um I disagree with raising your prices just because some one mm -hmm. guru told you you should raise your prices. You can try it, see, you'll make more money. Perfect become better please please don't just raise your prices do something mm -hmm. extra right do do an extra technical review after the website is done right or or give an extra call one month later make sure everything's okay whatever do something extra right instead of a hundred dollars charge two hundred dollars double your price but then do something extra for it right like right. increase your the value you bring for the money that mm -hmm. you charge and i'm 100 two thumbs up for you increasing your prices okay then after that uh, is number of transactions. How often do people buy from you, right? In every single industry, you have a number of transactions. If you believe you're in an industry where there isn't a number of transactions, you're just being a victim. You don't know your industry well enough. There are people in your industry that sell more than once to one person or one company, right? Mm -hmm. And so basically, you just need to figure out how to do that, right? In mo this is not most people understand that you can have multiple transactions per person. So that should be fine. But they, oh, and you can also get multiple transactions from referral programs, right? Like not you, but a friend of a friend or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you can get that as well. But basically, how do I increase the number of transactions, right? So per, per person. So if we look at number of clients times average transaction value times number of transactions, we get revenue. How much revenue do you make, right? So revenue, again, you can't touch. What you need to focus on is transaction value and number of transactions, okay? And then after that, people tell me that I want higher profits, like I want to make more money, keep more money. I say, I can't help you with that, but mm -hmm. I can help you with your profit margin. I can help yeah. increase your profit margin. I can help you reduce your costs or increase your top line, right? I can help you reduce your bottom line, or sorry, reduce your overhead, and then increase your top line, right? I can help you with those two things, right? And then basically the difference is bigger, right? Between your costs and your income, right? Or let's say right now it's here. Uh, sorry, everyone on the podcast won't see this, but basically if you're very close to one another, right? Like, let's say I, I, I increase the gap. I help people increase that gap right, with another right. one of my businesses. We do management of other businesses. There's basically someone signs up for our management service and then we are the boots on the ground. We... Uh, we create the invoices, we create the contract, we negotiate the terms, we follow up with people, we do everything. We do everything that has to do with operations internally. We take that. And so people can focus on product, they can focus on other things in the business, right? So basically, from doing that for many, many years, we realize that it's always a numbers game. Always, always, we can negotiate things, we can do this, we can tweak here, we can whatever. We've taken businesses that have, you know, 25% uh, profit margins and they're like oh my god we're doing so good we took them to 35% in like a few months and they're like oh my mm. god we're keeping so much more money and we're doing almost nothing differently yes exactly that's the point right so that's the structure and I gave you some examples I explained how it works now as you can imagine for every single one of these for everyone for the number of contacts for the conversion rate for all of these you have strategies yeah. to increase that we do not have time <laughs> on today's call to go through strategies obviously again this is normally a three-hour session it takes me an hour to explain and then another hour to go through all of the strategies and then another hour of q a and you know everything in, in between so we won't have time today but you can find them right you can find strategies online you can go to youtube you can find courses you can whatever how to how to reach out to more people how to increase my conversion rate right how to do better copywriting, how to, you know, in, uh, delight people more. If you delight people more, right, if your mm -hmm. service is better, 
then you can charge more for it. That's the point of a better service. You can charge more, right? Why does a five-star hotel charge more per square meter than a three-star hotel? Because the service is better. The room is almost yeah. the same. Go to a four-star and go to a three-star hotel. The room is identical. You see no difference almost, right? It's like you can't tell the difference. But the service is very different. I mean, not very different, sorry. Between one and another star, there's a small difference. You go to two stars and five stars, you'll see a very big difference. Yeah. But you also pay five times more, right? Or however much <laughs> you know, the difference is, right? And so that's basically it. Increase your service, increase the quality of your service and work on that. If you want to increase your profit margin, you need to have balance sheets and you need to have P&Ls. If you do not have balance sheets and P&Ls, profit and loss statements, if you do not create them monthly and you do not measure them monthly, you should not be in business. I'm sorry, it's, it's the hard truth. You're playing the, the game of business. You're not actually in business. When's the last time you saw Microsoft, a Disney, uh, an Apple, a whomever? When's the last time you saw any serious established business not have financial metrics, not have balance sheets and PL st statements and everything in between, cash flow statements and so on? They are not playing the game of business. They're very mm -hmm. serious about business. So if you want to be serious about business, you have to have those accounts, right? In that format, in the correct format. Bill, uh, no, not Bill Gates. What, what's that guy? Warren Buffett says the only thing I need to understand the health of a company is the the financial document. That's yeah. it. I don't care what industry. I don't care what they do. I don't care about you know word of mouth. I don't care about anything. Show me their all of their financials for the last two years. I'll tell you if I should invest in them or not. That's it. That's it. It's such a numbers game. Business is such a numbers game. If you're not good at math, just take a course. <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 basically. Um, it's, um, I, I'm trying to be funny. I hope people don't see it as arrogance. You know, it's, it's literally, you know, I just want to, uh, um, uh, break, break up the pattern of, of people just, you know, listening mindlessly to stuff, be conscious about everything you do, right? If you're yes. conscious about listening to this one episode of this one podcast, it will change your business forever. Right. And so, um, basically from, from this perspective, if you look at the, um, the financials and so on and so forth, almost no one knows how to do these. That's why our management company does this for you, right? Because no one has the time, bandwidth or capital to get a part-time CTO, pay them, I don't know how much, right? Just to make your balance sheets and they mm -hmm. don't even come up with any creative input. <laughs> They're yeah. like, oh, you spend too much on people. Thank you. Thank you. That's so helpful. And now what? <laughs> like, well, you need to find a way to deal with that. So like, not okay, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're very helpful. You're very, you're, I, I kid you not, these are conversations we had. Like we had normal accountants at one point that uh, were charging us like, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or whatever to do our, our books. And then we signed up to this next level of accounting, you know, something like that. I can't, I don't know how to explain that. They're, they're marketing themselves very well. Like your, your CPO, yeah, like they I... analyze your books. <laughs> And they give you, you know, like feedback on what to do with your business and so on. And they were $1,800, right? $1,800. Let's, let's say maybe not 80, 18 times more because I don't know how much we're paying. But at least 4x the amount that we're paying. So we were willing to pay four times more for the promise of what they were saying. Analyze our financials, do all of our books, and then come up mm -hmm. with creative input on how to we can increase our profit margin, right? Grow our business and so on and so forth. And we paid them for months. They came with no input, no productive mm -hmm. input. They're telling Just us telling like, you what you were doing. <laughs> exactly. They're telling us things we already know. Yes. Like, I know this. I'm like, well, yes, but you're not doing anything about it. Because I don't know what to do. What what do you I, do you think I'm just levitating here? Is I'm looking at these numbers saying, Oh, I wish this was was the same forever, you know? Of course not. Yeah. What are you talking about? So we didn't get the value. We had to cut ties with them. I'm sure they're much better right now. Again, and I'm not gonna name any names. I'm sure now this was many years ago. I'm sure they're much better now because they've maybe. probably been doing it for years. Maybe, I don't know. Let's assume <laughs> the, the best case scenario. Let's assume let's, they're much let's better. Let's be positive. <laughs> exactly. We don't need them anymore because now we do that internally because we realize we can't trust others because they have no idea and they just want to charge more, like the gurus say, but not actually deliver that amount in extra value, right? So that's why 
I have a pet peeve with this one because everyone tells everyone like, oh, you should charge more. You're charging too little. No, you're charging the right amount. Do more and then you can charge more. First yeah. do more, then charge more. That's my rule, right? Um, and so that's basically it. If you want to double your business, I'll give you the very, I, I don't have time to go through this example, but the only thing you need to do, look at all of those KPIs that you actually can impact, right? You'll see there are five of them. You, there are five KPIs, like how many mm -hmm. people you reach out to and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. The only thing you need to do is increase that number by 10%, right? And when I temp, say 10%, if your conversion rate is 1%, I don't mean to grow that to 11. I mean to grow that to 1.1, which is 10% higher than what it was, right? So whatever number you have right now in your business, just grow it by 10%, each one of those. And just do the math for me, and you will see that the end result of the profit is 2, 3x, 4x, dependent on what time frame you do this. Because if you do this, if you grow by just 1%, by 10%, and this is easy. This is easy to do, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you're reaching out to a thousand contacts. Is it hard or easy to reach out to just 10% more? Easy. It's easy. It's hard to do double of anything. Easy right. to do just 10% more of something, right? Mm -hmm. Do just 10% better conversion rate. If it's right now, it's 1%, please find a way or implement strategies to get it from 1 to 1.1. Do the math and you will see how much more you may, right? I actually have the math right here. Let me just give you the rundown. So let's say you do this across six months, right? If you get just 1% increase, the, the reason why I say six months, so the title of this is how to double your business in one year. Yeah. Let me give you six months. Why? Because there are five KPIs. Mm -hmm. If you manage to grow each one of these KPIs, one at a time by 10%, by the end, you will have grown each one of these by 10%. You'll be at the six-month mark. And you'll see if you crunch all of the numbers, you would have gotten to a 61% increase in profit. 61%. Mm. So if you would have made 20 grand in profit of, from six months from your business, you would now make 32,000. If you would have made a quarter million, you would now make closer to 400 grand in profit and so on and so forth. Do this again for another six months. You have effectively more than doubled your business. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's it. That's the framework. Do not believe you're special, please. You're special in other ways. This is not <laughs> one of them, right? <laughs> Do not believe your business is special. There are a thousand businesses just like yours. They operate on the same KPIs, same structure. If you want help in implementing this, we can help you. If you don't need it, you can do it yourself. Anything you have, just be a victor. Just decide to be a victor. It's hard. This is how hard feels like. Again, remember that. Mm -hmm. It's very, mm -hmm. very good. Write it down somewhere. This is how hard feels like, right? And so that's basically it. That's the that's the rule. That's how you do it, right? And then everything else, all of the strategies, you can find hundreds, literal hundreds of marketing strategies, sales tactics, you know, operations tactics, HR tactics on how to treat people better so they delight your clients more and then they bring you return business and so on and so forth, blah, 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 blah. Right, how to negotiate with vendors and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. There are so many, so many things out there. Uh, you can find them. I'm very convinced. Um, and if you have any questions, just email me and I'll help you. Awesome. Well, we just had a masterclass. I hope everyone appreciates that. <laughs> uh, went a little longer than we normally do, but as um, we were giving so much good information, I think we'll have to have you back, Robert, to talk about strategy and also spend some time talking about how um, to delight your customer. I know uh, as a project manager for many years, that was one of the things that sadly we were talking about in the 90s and uh, and people still are having a hard time trying to figure out how to do that. So it's a discussion that continues, but it is so important. I um, loved everything you shared today and uh, it's been such a pleasure and if anyone did not get your paper and pencil so sad for you but i did take notes and i will put in my show notes those top eight kpis and the five that you should uh you can impact and the three that you cannot so hopefully that will help you guys but uh, listen to this over and over and over again because it is a great reminder for you of how to uh, run your business Thank you so much. Let me share my screen so those that are watching can take a screenshot of all of Robert's information. And if you're just listening, I will give you the website 
but everything will be as always on my show notes in YouTube, as well as the findyourleadershipconfidence.com website. Those of you that are listening, it is, uh, the website is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash Robert injuries. And that's R O B E R T I N D R I E S.com Robert injuries.com on Facebook and all the social media. Thankfully, Robert has just used his name. So Facebook is Robert injuries official with initial caps, Robert Indries official. Uh, LinkedIn, he is Robert Indries. Instagram is Robert Indries. Twitter or X uh, is Robert Indries. And YouTube is at Robert Indries. I'll let Robert talk to you about what you can find when you go to his website and to uh, those various social media places. Thank you so much. Um, so I'm normally a very... Um, um, introvert type of person in the sense that I don't really go public much. Only this year I started posting some things because someone said that you know they could help me with socials and so on and so forth. So I said, okay, why not? Let me let me see what I can do. Um, but typically I always was laid back, laid back from this standpoint. I didn't like being social because I like the one-on-one relationships. I like talking mm-hmm. to businesses one-on-one and leaving an impact that way. Um, because I feel I can add more value than to the general mass. Um, obviously, it's not at scale, but still, um, we'll see what we will do at scale in the future. Um, so if you like my socials, obviously, you know you can follow me there. Um, but if you want to have a real conversation, just email me at robertindesh.com. Um, mention the podcast. So um, mention the podcast title. And if you do, I promise I will reply. So Robert, as I said, thank you so much for sharing all of your great insights and wisdom. It was a wonderful, wonderful uh, time together. And uh, and I didn't do my normal asking questions because all my, the questions I had to ask you answered throughout that masterclass that you did. So thank you again for sharing so much about what you do and how we can grow and be more profitable as business owners. And as always, I remind everyone that life is a journey. And it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.